Welcome to the Beyond High Performance Podcast, featuring content and conversations from me, Jason Jaggard, along with our elite coaches at Novus Global, their high-performing clients, and the faculty of the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. On this podcast, you'll hear some of the world's best executive coaches and high-performing leaders, artists, and athletes discuss how they continue to go beyond high performance in their lives and businesses. Until you really put some action behind it, you don't have a clue. You, but you are, as we learned with coaching, you're safe where you are if you don't put some action behind it. And I know that'll segue into, as producers, Laura guided us to even making that happen. But the idea that there's such a fear at first behind, but once it's out there walking around a little bit in a more of a, a live step, it is actually taking shape. I mean, that's not a cliche, but it's true. It's taking shape. And we actually followed through on that action. Welcome to an episode of Your Finest Hour. I'm Dan Leffler, senior partner at Novus Global. I'm joined by producer and creative partners, Kelly Scheidt and Leanne Jernigan, along with their coach and associate partner, Laura Leffelar. Kelly and Leanne have been through a lot of life together. One day while reminiscing, they realized they also had dreams in filmmaking they could pursue together. In this conversation, they discussed their evolution from Hollywood dreamers to producers, leading to their connection with Laura and their development of integrity through coaching. They also tell us about their newest film, Devil's Hollow, and the challenges they met along the way and how they overcame them. We love Kelly and Leanne's energy. We could all learn from how they show love through holding each other accountable to their words and their goals. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Mike Park, and I'm a proud graduate of the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. The faculty of the Meta Performance Institute not only provided the training, tools, and experience to learn how to coach people toward powerful growth and thrilling results, but also advocated for that kind of growth and results in my own life. I had the unique opportunity to have world-class executive coaches invest in my development, both professionally and personally. It's a privilege to be part of a tribe of coaches fiercely committed to exploring what we are capable of together. If you're looking to become a coach or to set up your coaching practice to reach the next level, I highly recommend the certification from the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching to fill out a free assessment of your abilities as a coach and to connect with someone to find out if the Meta Performance Institute is for you, check out www.mp.institute. Well, Kelly and Leanne, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to our show. And Laura, their coach, I'm so excited to have this conversation, mostly because I got to hear about the backstory of it. As every time Laura got off a call, I get to hear about uh, her conversations with you. And there was always a lot of energy that came from it. So welcome to our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for having us. Yeah, we're very excited to be here and to talk with you both. I'm I'm super pumped for this conversation, m mostly because I really am a fan of the creative process and understand. I think, you know, I remember going to movies as a kid and just thinking that it happened. Like you just show up and there somebody had an idea and then it was on the screen, not realizing just how arduous the process of creating anything is until I, you know, I got a little older. So just really quickly as we jump in, why don't you just let people know what you're actively working on right now as a team. And this is a unique situation where there's a team of two producers collaborating together. We're gonna get into the origin story as well, but I kind of want to start at the end of the story and kind of work backwards. So I'm curious, like what's on the docket right now? What are you promoting right now? And what are you working on right now? We are promoting and working on our feature, Devil's Hollow, which will have its debut on streaming services. So, you know, we're in that marketing branding process for the film currently. That's what's most pressing, what's number one on our docket. What's going to be fun is I think we're going to discuss how that project came to be. And so if you're a filmmaker or a creative listening to this, hopefully this will be an insightful look into the journey of creating anything. Um, now let's go right back to the beginning. When, or the beginning of this relationship, <laughs> when did you guys and how did you guys cross paths with Laura and this whole idea of coaching? I'm curious, like, how did that happen? It's a great story. I think it is. Well, Trisha Harding has been one of my dearest friends for a long time. I mean, we were pregnant together and had our babies are just a few weeks apart, my oldest son and her son, Ian. And so, you know, have maintained the friendship even when I moved back to Tennessee. And she had come to visit me in Knoxville. And we had a conversation on my screened in porch. And Leanne, you came over. Yeah, we were, yeah. Yeah, and so Leanne came over. We were all having a you know, conversation on the screened in porch talking about dreams and what we would like to achieve. And an idea we had for another creative idea that we had that actually has kind of been on the shelf, but that's part but of the, our story. But it's about to yeah. get yeah. back on the burner. Uh, <laughs> and so Trisha was, you know, she'd been working with Novus Global, and she 
was just very practical in that she just stopped us mid-conversation and in essence said, well, what are you doing to make that happen right Mm -hmm. now? And we kind of hemmed and hawed and jump in if I am not telling it correctly. Exactly right. Uh, She said, okay, well, let's break this down. (laughs) When she asked you that question, what are you doing to make this happen? What was your like emotional reaction to that question? Uncomfortable, (laughs) uncomfortable. I mean, you were literally like, let's get up our our phones and see who we can talk to right now. How would you, who would you... Who yeah. would you reach out to now? And I I'm, think Kelly... Yeah, I mean, it was... I'm sorry, I'm over-talking you. <laughs> You're not, uh, the, it was the situation where she was asking us these questions. You kind of, in your mind, your safe space wants to come up with every kind of justification or every kind of reason why it's not moving forward, which she wasn't having none of. And, and she was just very pragmatic. She was like, what's one thing you could do right now? What's one thing you could do right now? In the next five minutes. And we talked about, you know, she had, you know, implored us like, well, okay, so you want to get this. It was Team Up, which is a team team building course that we've been developing that utilizes improv. And she was like, okay, well, do you have a place that, that you could test it? She asked all these questions. We were coming up with answers. And then she said, well, what's one thing you could do right now in what we've discussed to move you forward? And I was like, I guess I could call Diane at the school where I said I could probably test it. And she's like, let's call her. (laughs) (laughs) There was like almost a calling forward into action out of the idea of the thing. Yes. And the cool thing that happened was I called her. I didn't get her on the phone, but I left a message. And when I got off the phone, I was like, we just moved a step. Hmm. We just moved a step towards something that seemed, it was almost like before we talked to Trisha, it was in this cloud, like we had this idea, but we're like, it's this cloud and you're moving through it and you don't really know how to take action. You don't know, it's as simple as taking one step at a time. And I will confess in the creative space, that happens often. It's where a lot of ideas roll around and so often we're have something in our mind or we're collaborating with someone else. And it's that, and I remember walking away and leaving Kelly's house. And I think we both, I was definitely like, whoa, okay. It became more real and actionable in that moment. Yes. And she was also incredibly calm and just, Mm. the only way I can say it is in a very everyday way Mm. saying, there's no reason this can't happen. There's no reason why you can't create this, succeed at it. And succeed phenomenally. And Leanne, you brought up this idea that other creatives, that in the creative process, people get stalled out and it seems very common. In that moment when you were talking with Trisha, at least the very beginning, and Trisha, for everyone who's listening, she's actually our COO. So she's a she's very she's on our executive team, an incredible leader and phenomenal. I, I love working with her. And she does have this kind of grounded presence. As producers, Laura guided us in the to even making that happen. But the idea that you there's such a fear at first behind, but once it's out there walking around a little bit in a more alive step, it's, it is actually taking shape. I mean, that's not a cliche, but it's true. It's taking shape. And we actually followed through on that action that we took with Trisha. And then she offered the bridge that brought Kelly to Laura into that integrity course. I mean, and that too was pretty phenomenal. That was, there was one starting just within what, just, I think. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to do this for you. Would you do this? She's like, I'll do this for you if you'll do it. And I was like, yes, I, I will do it and I will follow through. <laughs> and I know we've told I know we told Laura this before, but every night of the, the of that integrity course, uh, I went to Kelly's house and sat. She would observe it. And, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't actually know that detail. That's phenomenal. <laughs> And that's how we were able to make a feature film, Dan. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, that's great. Devil's Hollow, Southern Gothic Crown. No, two for one. That's a very, I was going to say that's economically astute. That's a very economically astute thing to do. To go back a step, I really want to highlight something out of what you just said a minute ago, which was, you know, things have come to fruition down the line. I mean, I won't tell your story, but I mean, these gals have brought many things to life since I've yeah. known them. Yeah. And I think you're just getting started. The work that you're doing is amazing. And the people you're getting involved in, it's very exciting. When I think the power of a question, 
Trisha asked you a question mm -hmm. and invited you into action, and then you you took the ball and you ran with it. Those things exist in the world now, in part because of Trisha's question and what you did with it. And that just is so exciting to me. I love the progression of the story and Laura highlighting that first step is just that simple question. And then that led to this integrity course. And I'm, it's funny because I don't think most creatives would think, you know, you know what I'm missing? Integrity. I'm missing integrity. That's the thing. So I'm curious, like as you went through that course uh, and then on into coaching with Laura, could you take us on that journey a little bit? What were the what were some of the big aha moments early on in, in even this whole idea of integrity and how it connects to the creative process? First, the first class in that group with Laura, and the first thing that was talked about was integrity, I believe, and commitment mm -hmm. and doing what you say you're going to do and doing it when you say you're going to do it. And that was just like, that was just like an arrow in me, like the best kind of arrow in me. And I was like, okay. And making Have you heard that before? Kel? I've never heard integrity defined that way mm. before. It's how, always- how, how had you thought? Yeah. How did you thought about it's it? It's always defined in more of an, a moral or ethical Got sphere, it. right? Instead of a practical action-based mm -hmm. sphere. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that changed my thinking, you know, because before integrity was kind of this like kind of ethereal term out there. It sort of meant being moral. It sort of meant being ethical, but nobody had just really like nailed it down, like living your life that way and mm -hmm. making commitments and honoring those commitments. And if you break those commitments, examining why you're breaking them so that you can then kind of, you can start working on recreating how you do things and being able to get out of patterns that have been stopping you before. So I, I am really curious about this particular thing because I think, and we have a book coming out soon, which we're really excited about called Beyond High Performance. So go watch the film and go buy the go That's awesome. Book. Congratulations, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yes, we will. If we talk about this whole idea and it reminds me of what you're talking about because I, this whole idea of, and it's in the book, it talks about rowing versus sailing. And I, I won't go into the details around that, but people can read it. But this, I think when I talk to a lot of creatives, often they're waiting to be inspired. They're like, they're wait, it's like, I'll take action. I'll do what I say I'm going to do when I feel the energy or the juice to do it. How did that show up in your conversation? Like, was that something you wrestled with beforehand? But you guys seem like, especially people who are taking action a lot in your lives. So I'm curious, like, what do you think the dance is for creatives between being inspired to do something versus making a commitment in doing something? Is there a difference there? In a great part, because through coaching, we learned how to put ourselves on the hook and that the action, the mm. dreams without, and the vision without the action had no, there was, you were going anywhere and how, and what it looked like to actually begin to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I would dare to say that true inspiration really doesn't even kick into effect until you're doing the action beforehand. The action begins. You're the making, action. yeah, you're making a commitment. You are, you're, you know, you're walking the walk. You're putting yourself yeah. on the road, and you're actually walking. That's when the that's when the like machine starts turning. I think for a lot of creatives, I know for me in the past, and when I moved to Los Angeles several years ago, I'm in Tennessee now for several years, but I came fresh out of drama school, went out there and kind of was waiting for this like Lana Turner thing, you know, the old myth that she was sitting on the Schwab's or whatever <laughs> drugstore <laughs> stool, you know, and somebody's, you should be a star. And then they pluck <laughs> her out and make her a star. And yeah, hey, that's not true. That was Hollywood. That was the studio publicity that never happened. And it never does happen. And the more that we put ourselves on the hook, the more we started taking the steps, the more we started meeting other people in the industry doing the same thing. And the you know, it's the same process for them. It's taking the action. It's yeah. honoring your commitments. It's doing the work. And all of that breeds inspiration. It's like the it's momentum. all connected mm -hmm. to each other. That's very, I think it's very counterintuitive to a lot of the creative narrative of, you know, feel it and then do it versus what I'm hearing you say is like, you're not going to get discovered. You have to go discover. <laughs> like you have to yeah. go into it yourself. So, okay. So now we're at the moment, the point of the story where Laura... Is connected with the two of you 
and you're beginning to have these conversations about integrity, about commitments. I'm curious, what did you learn as you began to progress? What were some of the biggest kind of unlocks to take an idea, a film idea, and move it into something that was actually happening? And I know there's probably a number of those things. So I'm, we got time, so let's explore some of them. I mean, I think the biggest one is that we were in the middle of coaching, creating our own creative collaboration. So we're, you know, creative partners and we were creating, those were some of the first steps we were taking when we started coaching. And then, and this probably segues back to, you know, to Devil's Hollow and how in so doing, we, the script that was, that Kelly had, had read and had been working on with the writer and director, Chris Easterly, had been doing that for years, kept coming up and the opportunity looked like that it could be made but we were had already started the coaching process, right? So it's almost oh yeah, and we were working on our other creative ideas. But we had always talked to Laura, mm-hmm. and Laura had always guided us through about the house, the creative house we wanted to build, and we mm-hmm. were open to which room that we were working on. And then it just so happened that the the I guess what I want to say is that you know, like people say how planets line up, and they. And, oh, and there was the script and it was the right time to make this movie. And so we did it. But really, it's because I think for us as a team and as producers, we were working on building that creative collaboration in-house. So we were ready for it. Yeah. Weren't we about a few months into coaching? When we it, definitely when it, were when that came up because we had all of these other yeah. projects that we had like grabbed onto and were on the road. Because I know when we brought it to Laura, she was like, you gals sure you want to take on one more? <laughs> Because, you know, she didn't want us to get to the point where we were like, had so many eggs in the basket, no egg was really progressing, right? Mm. And, but we decided we really felt passionately about it. And that's what we wanted to focus on. In our coaching with Laura, proceeding to that decision, we had really started to grab onto the ideas of, or understand and implement bite-sized pieces, (laughs) you know, Bite-sized pieces, pushing past your intuitive fence so that, oh, I've got another one. And so that, you know, when you feel like you can't go for like, oh, wow, no, there's just no way that I could do that. Or there's no way that person would talk to me or let's just jump over that fence and see. Let's just see, testing some assumptions. Yes, yes, testing some assumptions. And then the other thing, this is, Laura, this has been so valuable to me. I just, so valuable, making the request. and. Before coaching with Laura, I was so afraid to make requests. I was so fearful of rejection. I was so fearful of no. And Hmm. I remember Laura saying one day, she's like, well, if you get a no, you're just, you've just moved forward. And when I started thinking about it, when I got that in my head that like, if I make the request and I've received a no, well, then I just know I don't have to knock on that door anymore. I can look at another door instead of sitting there and just yeah. knock on the door, knock on the door. What if, yeah. What if the no is progress? Yes. that's Yes. Yeah. And that completely was a, a mind shift for me. And then I know that, and I discussed in future in, or in past that in the coaching sessions that I started, I mean, I was amazed at how many people said yes. Can we park there for a minute? I want to know where there were no's you were avoiding and there were yeses waiting to be discovered and what they were. So, and Laura, I'm curious, like, it sounds like you you started coaching in this relationship and Kelly and Leanne were saying no to themselves. Did you, is that true? Is that what was going on when you st- kind of started initially? Yes. I mean, Kelly and Leanne remind us, how long had you two been talking about starting a company together? Yeah, when when we first met, for several, I mean, for several months, for yeah. sure, and probably even, but the, but it had been growing and and talking about for even longer. So, kind of a visual to put to that in a timeline, which I think is so cool because we talk about it is many years earlier. We mm-hmm. had kind of tried to put together our own little accountability group, right, for filmmaking, which went nowhere because we were so fearful, really. And what it ended up being Um, was we would hear about somebody doing a project. We would go audition for said project. And then 
you know, in our accountability meeting, we would just be like, did you hear anything? Do you know if they're going to do it? I mean, did you get a call back? I mean, everything was hinging on someone else's action. It was an other's accountability group, not a self accountability group. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and so I remembered when we first met, you had said something about years to Dan's question. You had been saying no to yourselves on this for for a couple of years. And then once you started into it, I mean, I think our listeners can hear you two have such an incredible energy. And so once you started Camper Sky, then it was like every call you were coming saying, we tested this and they said yes. We said yes to ourselves about this and look what happened. And you were just every call. There was so much celebration. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. I'm really inviting clients to celebrate and acknowledge the wins. But that's something you two just had ample (laughs) ability to do. So I'm really excited to hear about the yeses, the most shocking yeses or surprising yeses that you that you received in the process, as well as some of the no's that maybe, you know, take the energy down or kind of, but that propelled you forward because you got the no and you could move forward. So what were some of the biggest surprise yeses and some of the no's that you guys got in the process? So I think the yes and no conversation, and I do want Kelly to jump in here. And I, because I can remember clearly that in when we decided with the group, with the small producing team that we were going to go forward with Devil's Hollow and we were going to produce this thing. Well, we needed to do some fundraising. And Mm. so, you know, an intuitive fence that was, that Laura set us up with showed that you're, if you're going to move that intuitive fence and go beyond it, you're going to get yeses and nos. And fundraising was daunting for all of us. And particularly, I can say, particularly for me, there was such a fear associated with trying to raise money to get even started for, with hmm. Devil's Hollow. We were starting at zero. So we set ourselves up on the hook with a fundraising campaign through Seed and Spark. And I can remember having a coaching session where we celebrated hugely because maybe the coaching session before, we didn't think we were going to make it. We hmm. didn't think we were going to make that fundraising goal. And if we didn't, we weren't going to get the funds. That's how that campaign was set up. And I can just, Laura motivated in us and then us and ourselves about seeing that we could push past that fence. And we ended up meeting that goal and surpassing it. So Kelly, I don't know if you feel, I mean, I really remember to this day, think standing in my house, thinking about who else I needed to reach out to about pushing home that we were going to make this. We weren't going to just, you know, take any donation and not do something with it. And this was this is when we hadn't even shot any pr- principal photography yet. And just thinking, we're going wow. to make this happen and we're not going to take no for an answer. We're going to figure out a way to do it. This was one of the moments in our journey with Devil's Hollow that showed me, and I didn't realize at the time, we we're going to be doing this over and over and over again. Ah, yes. We're going to look, yes. we're going to get some no's, we're going to have to have, and Kelly might be able to speak to a specific no, but that, that jumping off on the fundraising portion of getting started for the film was really the first, I mean, it was like jumping off a bridge without a parachute and we did it. And I remember thinking- Yeah, do you remember how much you made that week? There was this one week where you came back to a call. The previous week you were ready to count yourselves out. You made commitments anyways, stepped into, you know, leaving it all on the table that last week of the fundraising campaign. Do you remember what that was that week? 10000 that we had to have to get started. We had to have 10000 to be able to launch principal photography and shoot yep. our first weekend, our first four-day weekend. And, you know, we had raised, what, five, four... Yes, and I think our goal was like twelve thousand, and we were in, but we had to secure eighty percent, or we right, wouldn't get which it. Which was the ten. And let me tell you, and that is a, it is, we're already talking about a micro budget independent film. It still at that point looked like, are we going to get there? And we blew past it. We actually we got did. the we got a hundred percent plus at the end. Oh yeah, we made the full. We didn't make. We didn't reach the goal to to get the portion, we reached the full yeah. goal plus. And I remember that coaching session with Laura. I remember coming out from that coaching session with Leanne and we just had this, I mean, focus, again, putting us in that space of we're not, we are, I don't want to say we are worthy, but 
we are producers. I guess that's what I was. We yeah. are producers. Yeah. Let's do the work. Yeah. Let's do the work. And yes. we got yeah. to work. We rolled up our sleeves. We requested funds from folks that I was afraid to request funds from. <laughs> and people did come to the table and give us money. And I really believe a lot of it had to do with how earnest we were. I mean, we were earnest. I think people felt that we were going to do what we said we were going to do and do it when we say yeah, we're going to do yeah. it. Because I will tell you, I've been a part of more than one independent film project where it's gotten off the ground and gone nowhere. It's either never been finished. It was finished yes. poorly. There was an attention yeah. to um, post-production. Yeah. And Leanne and I made a promise, a commitment to those who would give to our film that this would be a story that they could come see, that they would love to see, that they would be proud of. They would be proud that their name was in the thanks at the end of that film, that it would sound good, that it would look good, and that they would be touched by the story. And that's how we went out with that, because we made that commitment that that's what that film would be. And when we came with that truth to potential investors, they were like, absolutely. We believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had such a clear vision in your request. And you were, as I recall, asking other people in your industry, people you respected and admired. And so there was a an aspect of showing up and legitimizing yourselves as a production host for the first time as you were encountering people in your industry and pitching this. The wait is finally over. Our new book, Beyond High Performance, What Great Coaches Know About How the Best Get Better, is available for purchase wherever books are sold. This number one Amazon bestselling book is more than 250 pages of expertise, anecdotes, and insights from Novus Global Coaches, as well as faculty from the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. We are so excited to put our proprietary framework that has helped thousands of leaders achieve more into your hands. And we can't wait to see how you'll use the book to enhance your life and leadership. To learn more and obtain this essential resource for yourself, visit novus.global book. I'm just curious about the yeses that you received. You obviously received some financial yeses that made this the project possible. And then what I heard and what you're describing is just that importance kind of callback to that idea of integrity, of fulfilling your work, because there's a lot of that not happening in, in this this space, which is just a testament to the work and the coaching that you did with Laura and the integrity course. I'm curious, are there other were there other moments when you were surprised who got behind you, who was willing to help you in the process? Yes. Yes. So we shot in this, our principal photography was in the spring and summer of 2021. And throughout mm -hmm. that process, because of schedules and some, and different obstacles, we needed to change some course about how we were going to finish the film, what funds we were going to secure to do that and how that was going to look. And I, I remember sitting in a coaching session too, is that we're, Kelly and Leanne, but we've been, we were elevated through the process. I think if per, some of the producers on Devil's Hollow, they definitely heard about coaching, but I also think that if, behind the scenes of what it's really like, it's like you don't know what the benefits are until, until you're really seeing that each coaching session we were putting into practice and talking about and unpacking the things that where our obstacles were. And one of those yeah. was that Kelly, through coaching, realized there was a producer in our area that we both trusted and admired that we really could talk with to help us at this crossroads. And that's, I kind of just like teed that up to you because it's really important because this happened in the coaching space. Like I can remember it. I'm just, I'm visualizing you saying we need to talk to Scott. That was a pivotal moment because we had, hmm. we'd gotten in deep. Mm -hmm. We had gotten to a place where we were Leanne, are we going to be able to deliver what we've promised? And instead yes. of wallowing in that, we just like got going to an Asana board. Okay, what can we do? What sprints can we do right now to get us back yeah. on track? And immediately I came to mind a producer that lives in our area, but who's produced a lot of projects. That's how he makes his living and who had done work that we admired. I reached out to him. I'm like, I don't know if he's got time. I reached out to him and he immediately got back to me and he said, when do you want to meet? And so wow. we wasted no time. We met with him. 
it was everything that we could have hoped for because he just sat down with us and gave us, you know, very like, this is what you're going to need to do. This is what you can do, even though you think you may not be able to pull that off. You can. And basically, it was like taking one of those, I don't know, a crash course and how to be an excellent film producer, (laughs) you know, and he was just very open and giving, you know, and also I think because how we came to the table with him, he wanted to see us succeed. He wanted to see us make what we said we were going to make. That was one yes that was, and we saw him not long ago and gushed all over him. And I think he was a little bit like, okay, ladies. But, um, <laughs> but over he, it was it helped us reset in measurable ways. Well, I was just going to say, I want to hear what you have to say too, Kelly. I seem to remember that coaching conversation was around full participation. Uh, so how what does it look like to fully participate even when you're feeling like, oh my goodness, we're in deep here and becoming resourceful in this time? Who did, I think I might've asked you something along the lines of who's the most believable person who you can tap into around this. And then that's when you had that light bulb moment about him. Is that, are you remembering that the same way? Yes, that's it. That was it. it. That was it. And we took it, we took that Mm. and ran, Laura. (laughs) We don't know, but who know know that might know. Right. And you, I mean, you know. Exactly. You created so much out of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and having coaching, I mean, to get back to the coaching, and I don't know if this is the right wording, but it's like your coach is like, hey, I give you permission to go and be bold. I give you permission to be bold and put yourself yes. in a place where you can contact someone or connect with someone who can help you get where you need to get. And that was mm-hmm. so valuable because it's just something I had never had before. There, there does seem to be a pretty special connection between Laura and the two of you as producers <laughs> in this journey. And, and I know that because I, for the listeners out there, Laura and I are actually married. I get to, I, I get the background story and I could tell when Laura came off calls with the two of you because there was something special that was being created together. And so Laura, I want to ask you this question. What is it about Leanne and Kelly that allowed them to get, to create so much momentum and value where a lot of creatives are stuck, are, you know, mm-hmm. are spinning their tires. Like for whatever reason, this, this, this resulted in a very tangible result, a film that's at film festivals. And Laura, what do you think was unique about Kelly and Leanne? They have, as I've already said, such an incredible energy. And I think such a deep trust and connection between the two of them as friends. So we were already starting in a place where their relationship was collaborative. There wasn't tension or competition that I ever detected between them, like not even 1%. So they were already collaborating. And I would say they are truly creative in their life. They would take whatever question that I would give them and they would create all kinds of value from it. So their way of being with the questions would be yes and. They would take mm. it and go, yes, love that. And here's what we can do with it. Or, you know, yes. And I don't know if it's even that, it's even more this. And, you know, whatever question I'd put out there, they would take it and run with it. Um, and they were so willing to get under the bar as well. So probably that combination of being creative in what they were making uh, with all the, the questions in the coaching space, and then also their willingness to work, uh, to really grow in various ways and become the people who were able to put this movie out into the world, which you know now we know it's out there and it's been nominated in a couple film festivals already. Uh, it's getting great critical acclaim. So yeah, I, I mean, I could probably go on all day about these two. Well, beautiful to watch. And because it's important to note that coaching and like the coaching conversation is interesting as a tool. It's the way in which you participate with it that's going to determine what you create from it. And so I am curious for the two of you, as you went on the journey, first of all, it sounds like you started in a place where most creatives start, where there's ideas and even resentful because they might see people with poorer ideas taking action and getting progress. It does seem like there was a bit of more of a default to action in both of you. I'm curious, as you went in the coaching process, 
what did you learn about yourselves that might be helpful for other creatives to hear as they're on their own journey of trying to create things for themselves? I'd have to say one thing is that, well, I just didn't understand what coaching could do until we started doing it. It's kind of thing that like, and I think that Kelly and I have talked about this a little bit. Before coaching, I wouldn't have thought that I would have probably been the person that would might benefit from it. I don't, I don't know if that's exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, they get, because I think that what I, you know, you can't see what you don't see until you see it. I also think that when the coaching space was about what we wanted to do collaboratively and yes, it's, but it still also was the grounding that went with it because, you know, we're humans and we're, and Laura's got a family and we've all got families and the pandemic was going on. We weren't pulling up to every coaching call always intact. Right. I mean, there were many times, you know, and so Laura was always like, let's just take a few minutes to ground. And that was that just also felt like such a welcome response to how I think also that we became so productive in that in the that. In our time together. And I'd like to say what I learned about myself and what I think Leanne would concur. And I'm going to kind of circle back to the Lana Turner creative, Mm. you know, ideas Mm -hmm. that never come to fruition is to go to expound on that a little bit is that I think as a creative or the way I felt if I had a great idea or, or I thought I had a great idea is that you tell yourself a story. That's another one I got to talk about. I used to tell myself Mm -hmm. so many stories. My favorite one is, oh, that person was able to accomplish that because they knew this person. Or that person was able to accomplish that because their father is so-and-so. Like, you know, all of those kind of things like... Like, especially having to do with the industry. It's like, oh, well, they were able to produce a movie because, you know, they were born with connections to this. Thinking that these connections are people that would come and pluck them out with their idea and go, that's a great idea, and then just set them up. Mm-hmm. And that's that was a big old bad fairy tale that I was Well, and it's myself. interesting, too, because there's a parallel story under that about you. Like, I don't have those things, therefore I can't do what I want to do. Yeah. Which I think you weren't aware that you were telling yourself those stories. You were seeing it, this is the way it is. And then through coaching, you started shifting to, this is the way I'm seeing it, and I can shift that. Yes. And Laura was, I mean, she would call me on it. Like, (laughs) I mean, in the most wonderful way as a coach does, you know, it's like, are you telling yourself a story? And then you start thinking about it and you're like, I, yeah, I've totally crafted that in my mind. And mm-hmm. coaching with Laura put me in a place where I'm like, hey, I can be in that arena. Like, there's no mm-hmm. reason that I can't step into this arena. You know, I, it's just about me a making the decision, taking the action and doing the work. And the story was about not doing that. The story was about kind of keeping you in the place of idea and, oh, if only I got some, if only somebody came along and said, I believe in you and I'm going to make your film. Oh yeah. Or if this hadn't happened to me, like I would go back to things that had happened to me. Everything, you know, things happen to everybody in life. That's part of life. That's part yeah. of, you know, but I had gotten into this like, well, you know, if I hadn't done this or I hadn't made this decision, or if I hadn't gotten to that relationship, see, I would have had the opportunity to go do that. Yes, but it yeah. happened. So, and I'm like, that's that was just a big fat story. And I'm glad we came back to talking about the story because my husband Matt and I we talk about that a lot at home. If we are thinking, if we even are discussing something together, and we talk about like, now wait, I'll say, are we telling ourselves a story because we believe that's telling yourself stories keeps you in in in, in action? Because if you actually decide you're going to go find out you're going to move forward. And so then you're going to have that new information to go forward. It, again, totally never thought about how to yeah. apply these to my life in, or work in creative process in yeah. any way until coaching. And making requests. And, yeah. You know, like Laura would talk to us about making the request. Well, if you take that element out of telling yourself a story about why that person's going to say no, you're all just do it. Ask them, and you're right? going to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, maybe, you know, I want to amend my answer from a few minutes ago about what made coaching these two so fun and add this. I mean, your willingness to go test those things, to just mm -hmm. make those requests and then the actual follow through that you would have on those, the commitments that you'd make in coaching, it would, it propelled you forward so much. I think that's what was so fun about it too. To piggyback on that a little bit, like there seems to be, I think most people would recognize they live inside of stories and the stories that you live inside of determine what you're going to do or not do. And then to prove yourself wrong over and over and over again, or prove a story wrong, maybe not yourself, but a story you're telling yourself that oh, this story isn't factual. It is interesting because you're in the storytelling business. You made a film that tells a story, right? So it's kind of meta. Like there's like a, yes. there's layers. It is very Ooh, I'm going to have to study on that. Yeah. Well, and we live inside of these stories, but often don't slow down long enough to know, notice what they're doing, like what they're guiding us towards or guiding us away. And it sounds like the two of you had the ambition and the energy and even the knowledge to make something happen. But the story that you were inside of, at least initially, wasn't serving it. And you broke free of that story and created a new one. I'm curious now that you've created this company and you're doing this work together, <laughs> this might be a little bit, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. What's the story right now you're proving to yourself isn't correct or that is, you know, you're breaking through in this season of creativity? What if one call could change what you once thought was impossible into a reality? Novus Global is offering you an exploration call with one of their world-class coaches to explore what you as a leader and your team are capable of. Novus Global is an elite executive coaching firm that works with multi-billion dollar companies, professional athletes, nonprofit leaders in faith and government, all to create teams, companies, and communities that go beyond high performance. Book your call right now, just go to novus.global forward slash now. We've committed to each other that we will be testing, you know, what's the vision for our life, that we want to make sure that we mm -hmm. are creating the new, what we want to create, but we also really want to make sure that we are respectful of each other's ba life balance and what that looks like. Because we do, there is, that is, it is maybe not a story, but it's the truth that there is a finite amount of time and energy and honoring what that's going to look like for the next thing. You said something really interesting, Leanne, that I almost want to forget my previous question and chase a rabbit. Is that okay, oh, Kelly? Sure, chase it. <laughs> yeah. So the thing that I think is a bit unique, I tend to think of creativity and artists as like, you know, lone scientists in a lab, like they're working alone by themselves and they come out and they show this discovery or this invention, but you work as a team and you're speaking to that a little bit, Leanne, around there's a balance, there's a negotiation, there's a conversation that needs to occur between two people as you collaborate. Can you speak to that a little bit in terms of like what it's like to work as a team and the benefits of that, maybe the challenges as a creative, and then how that linked to this whole project? Speaking to us as a team, I do want to say that we are a perfect, I think, I mean, Leanne can, she might disagree. We are a perfect match as collaborators. I don't think mm. you can put every, you know, every pair is not made to go together professionally. And we are mm. friends too. I think that's something that's bigger than us. I mean, I think God did that. You know, I think for us as collaborators, we are both very honest with each other, which mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for her in that. We are not, com we are competitive together in our endeavors, but we're not competitive with each other. And, you know, we're so fortunate. I'm so thankful because through the coaching process with Laura, you know, we would support each other. Like when one's here, the other one would come up. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, those little balancing. What are those little balancing things? You know what I'm talking okay. about? I don't know what they're called. Weights. or the Yeah, the little weight balance thing. You know, and I know there's been definitely been times when I'm like, I want to do this. I want to accomplish this. And Leanne would be the one like, well, are you telling yourself a story right now why you can't, you know, or yeah. I mean, we even had a moment downstairs, you know, it's like, we're just always there to, I'm trying to think something more than support, but through the coaching process, we made sure that we didn't let each other off the hook and mm -hmm. we still do that. That's something that Laura instilled in us. And we really, 
don't let each other off the hook. And whether it be a collaborative endeavor that we're doing together, or, you know, we each have our things that we like to do on our own. And we're both very much a team in supporting one another in that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would say you two advocate for each other really powerfully as a team. And not only in your professional endeavors, but in your enjoyment of your entire life. You use the word balance. Sometimes around here, we'll talk about love as fierce advocacy. And I think you two embody that really, really powerfully. You love each other fiercely in that you don't let each other off the hook and you advocate for each other and for the things that you're looking to create. Leanne, would you agree with with what was just shared? Absolutely. I absolutely just ditto everything that she said. And we are very fortunate. Something I think too, that when we decided to formally form our creative collaboration, I think that our, our underlying vision for what we are going to do is that is support each other and that our friendship is more important than any of it. That's was just oh, always absolutely. has always been and that and why we do what we do and how we want to do it. So that's always if that's a basis for how we go forward. And talking about a story and one thing that we're looking at and exploring is we have a comedy series idea that we love, that we have worked on. We worked on it with Laura and it's up and alive walking and with characters and we have showed it to people with a pitch and we've done a few things. However, that's something that as our lives have expanded and we've needed to continue to see Devil's Hollow to fruition all the way to completion and our other employment, we know that we've had to trust each other to come back to it when we can. But I honestly can say that I we want that to go forward, but I don't want it to go forward. It's not going to go forward with that, without us driving it together. That, that because it's that's how we approach the things that we want to do together is that we're always kind of testing the gears to see is this how fast we want to go on something. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you could go, if you met people who are in your situation, you know, a year ago, two years ago, who have ideas, what advice would you have for them or even for yourselves if you go back in time, what would you tell them to prepare for the journey or to move out of an idea into something? real and tangible. Leanne and I came to this, you know, when we started with Laura, we're not 20, you know, and there's a lot of stories that are told not just by women. I'll I'll say I'm a woman, so I'm going to speak as a woman, is that there's a lot of stories that are perpetuated in media and the world we live in, Mm -hmm. that if you're going to do something and that you need to do it in this age range, right? Interesting. And that's really probably not possible for you if you are at a certain place in life. When we came to coaching with Laura, we both, we were so desperate to not subscribe to that. Uh, Um, The story, that's another story, right? Like mm -hmm, another story mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. So I'd say first thing that you need to do is not subscribe to what people are going to tell you as far as what you can and cannot do, you know? And of course, that's Uh where coaching comes into play because the coaching process is what keeps you on that path to not subscribing to those BS stories, right? Mm. So yeah, I would tell, I mean, that's why I think coaching would be important. If If you've been striving or wanted to do something like produce a feature film and do it well, and you've not been able to do it, then absolutely get into a coaching situation so you can start obtaining and mastering the tools to keep moving forward on your journey. You know, and all of this is wrapped into coaching. It's like making the request. It's like sitting down and really figuring out a business model for your project. Who do you want to be involved with your project? Are you, you willing to work your ass off. I mean, like, are you willing to work? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because making a feature yeah. film, like anything that's worth it is such hard work and it's fulfilling yes. because you want it to happen, right? You're invested and it's a passion and yeah. you want to see it happen, but it's going to be a lot of hard work, but you can do it if you're willing to put the work in, stay focused on quality 
Leanne, am I missing? I'm sorry. No, I don't mean to dominate no, this. No, no. Because what Dan was – when you said you were going to ask a nerdy question about making a film is that – so Kelly and I and producers – as producers, we had produced and written um, – our own short films before, but we are not the director of photography. We're not the editor, although we're learning, you know, and how to appreciate and work in those skills as producers and to contribute in that way. But we're not the, we're not, you know, on the pure technical side, but it was interesting what you said, Dan, about like asking the nerdy question about what would you tell people a couple of years from now, that midway through our filming conversation that we talked about with our trusted producer friend, Scott, we thought we might find from him some technical aspects, that's what we had told ourselves, our story, that we were probably going to learn from the reset, the summer reset we did with him. And I'll never forget, and I know this is very important to all the things we do going forward and all the aspects of our creative work, and we threw out the rest of the Devil's Hollow, is he basically dispelled that. He said, "You, what you have on the path, the camera that you're using, the people that you're going to use, you, you can do what you think that you're going to do. But number one, on top of all of that, is harmony. Harmony with the crew, harmony with the cast. And isn't that with every collaboration, everything that we enter into is creating that harmony. And we came away from that with something so tangible that we applied. But really, it was the fact that it was not it weren't the, they weren't the technical aspects at all that we learned that were the most important thing about us going forward to finish it. It was creating and maintaining harmony and trust with each other. Yeah. He said, I remember him him saying that was paramount. He said, if you need to change DPs, change the DP. No one, you know, he's like, I could probably tell if you change cameras, but the vast audience will not be able to tell if you do it right. He said, number one and paramount is that you create and have harmony on your set. And that of course comes with bringing the best that you can bring to your set. So much of it is on relationships that Leanne and I built. And it's building relationships. You know, we were able to make this film by honoring people that we really respect in the industry and always trying to doing what we say we're going to do and doing it when we say we're going to do it. It was amazing how many craftsmen that we really admire came and worked for us either for gratis or for very little money because we had Mm -hmm. built those relationships with them and they trusted us and they also trusted, and I'm going to go back to our fundraising, that we were going to create a project that we said we were going to create. They were willing to risk it and put their hat in the ring and have their name on something that we were producing as first-time feature producers because they trusted us. And I think that's, I don't know, I think it's really... Important, And I think when people, young filmmakers, and I've said this to young filmmakers, I'm like, you need to go out, you need to build relationships with people and not in a manipulative way, but really go out there, help people on their projects. When you show up to somebody's project, show up early, even if you're not being paid, work your butt off, mm-hmm. be kind mm-hmm. and learn, keep your eyes open, your ears open and be receptive to what other people are doing that you admire. Sounds like there's a real strong connection between, and I would say it's not just connection, they're probably one of the same, integrity and trust, that as your integrity to follow through on your word, uh, and also that connects to the, the whole harmony conversation. We talk a lot about, we use the word alignment, our work quite a bit. Like, are you aligned? Are you on the same page? Is there, and I like that idea of harmony, like there's multiple voices creating a much more beautiful sound. But this idea of the crew and the cast and the producers and all the people working together, are they on the same page? I'm sure that we can go into another hour about talking about what you do when people aren't on the same page, but there's a level of committing to creating clarity, having integrity so that a project can come together in the way that it has for you, for the two of you. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to highlight, I'm remembering now too, how much the integrity conversation was a part of the culture that you were building with the cast and crew, with the people working on the film. And you, yeah, you use the word harmony, but I also would use the word alignment, how much you were inviting people into alignment and you were modeling, keeping your word. I think people felt really respected 
on your set and then you had people saying yes to you. And, and again, back to another point in the conversation, yeses that perhaps surprised you because of the character and because of the alignment and the integrity that they were seeing in you as producers. And that, that was a really fun thing to get to celebrate with you as well. It makes us realize too that the, and just with any journey and experience, you know, there's always the things that you think we, we learn so much, but you're learning at sort of warp speed and that you, and, and, but you're also learning about how to show up the next time, you know, because we made mistakes and we, and and again, going back to coaching, we had the tools to know how to be accountable to ourselves and to each other and to look at it and regroup and go forward when we hit some obstacles because filmmaking, like anything, any endeavor is going to have them. And we did. And it, and, but we're really proud that we all stayed intact and, 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 we, and we got to the finish line and we're very proud of it. Laura, I think that I'd like to say to you too is that you really taught us how to communicate. When we were, you know, when we started this and we were on set in pre-production though, into production, into post, um, what we learned from Laura in coaching, I mean, re- I would hear Laura <laughs> when I would talk to the DP or the director or you know, to the person that I was requesting all their music catalog, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) yeah, but just, you know, about, you know, how, and how you had us, you would say to us in our coaching about getting very clear, you know, getting very clear Mm -hmm. on what we were trying to attain, what we were going for. And yeah, but just in, just the way you taught us to communicate has been so valuable. I communicate so differently now than I did before Mm -hmm. coaching. And it continues to mm-hmm. just bring, you know, definitely change my life. So. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> A generative learning, it sounds like. I love to hear that. Thanks for saying that. Well, it, it, for me, it, it's and not that this is this. The purpose of this conversation is. Obviously, we're going to talk about coaching because this is a coaching podcast and not a coaching company. But really, it's to hear the story of, of people's dreams becoming real. And at this point of the podcast, and you go back and through the catalog of episodes, you can hear story after story after story of people with ideas or dreams or things that, that didn't exist that, and knew that the only way it would happen is if they changed. And change is not something you do alone. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. You can change alone, but it, it, you might change into something you don't want to change into. What's cool about our work is there are many people in our company and people that we serve who are in the entertainment industry or making films and influencing culture with stories. And if there was a theme of this conversation, it's it's the power of the stories we believe in and the stories we disrupt and the power to create stories. And it's just fun that you're in the story making business. That's what you're doing, whether it's through the comedy or it's through drama or through whatever products or things that you're up to. And it's a good reminder to me to pay attention to the story. So I hope our listeners, as they thinking about their own creative processes, maybe a good activity for you to do right now is to stop and ask yourself, what's the story I believe right now about what I'm doing? And is it helping me move forward or is it getting in my way of moving forward? Um, and it sounds like you you really plowed through some of those stories and got some incredible yeses and now have a film. What's it like, just this is my last question, but what's it like to have your film out in the world? Like what is the experience of that? I'm curious. It's so mind and heart blowing. I mean, you know, <laughs> from that conversation with Trisha on my screened in porch, to seeing yeah. our film, it premiered in New York City at the Soho International Film Festival. I just got back from Los Angeles where it screened at the Chinese theaters. And that was a festival that reached out to us that we had not wow. even submitted to that wanted to screen our film. Yeah, wow. It just sounds like uh, such a increase and in transformation in your clarity in your your boundaries, in your vision. You two are truly inspiring to talk to. And Laura, I just, yeah, I'm very just proud of any of our coaches and Laura particularly in this case, who stands for that. And the results are on screen and it's it's pretty amazing. So where can people find you if they wanna learn more about what you're up to? Yeah, if they want to learn more about what we're up to and reach out in any way, you can find us. We're on Instagram, but we also have a website at campersky.com. We're Campersky Creative, which you can Google Campersky Creative, and that'll direct you to campersky.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear from people. Yeah. Feel free to reach out because Kelly, you heard it from Kelly directly. They would love to hear from you. So, and thank you. I just thank you so much for sharing some 
of your time and your story with our listeners and the podcast. It's exciting. I can't wait to watch the film and uh, and continue to tell other people about the, the power of storytelling. Hopefully this was uh, served you as you listen to it, this episode. And thank you so much, Kelly and Leanne and Laura, for being on this episode of Your Finest Hour. Thank you. It's been a blast. It's been so much fun. Yes. Thank you, thank you Laura. Thank you, Dan. Yes, thank you both so much. Laura, you're the best. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> oh, you, you know, are. I love you. Thank you so you much. All right, we have a few more things to let you know about before we go. First, podcast reviews really help us serve more people. So if this podcast is helpful for you, we'd love your help to get it into as many leaders' hands as possible. Please leave us a review, even if it's not five stars. And if you really want to go the extra mile, let us know what you'd like to hear more of or what you think we could do better to serve you and the people you care about. Okay, second, we have more resources for you online and they're all free. We have free assessments, educational videos, articles from sources like Fast Company, written by our coaches and clients, all designed to help you use our tools in your everyday life and leadership. To dive into the free treasure trove of goodies we have for you, go to novus.global and then click on resources. Some of you have been listening for a while and you haven't yet taken that next step to hire a coach. This is your time. I can't tell you how often I've heard from clients around the world that they wish they would have talked to us sooner. If you have a sense that you're capable of more, we would be thrilled to explore what coaching could do for you and those you influence. Simply email us at begin at novus.global or click the link in the show notes. You also might be listening to this thinking, maybe you wanna be a coach, or maybe you already are and you have a vision to build a six or seven figure practice coaching people you love in a way that brings life to you and your clients. Well, that's why we created the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. It is an in-depth coaching apprenticeship designed to help you create the coaching practice of your dreams. The first step in exploring that is simple. Just go to www.mp, as in metaperformance.institute. There we have free assessments to help you see what kind of training you need to create the coaching practice the way our coaches do at Novus Global. And finally, and for some of you, this will be the most important part. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with Matthew Jones as senior producer, Steven Selnick as producer, and editors and audio engineers, Drew MacPal and Jeremy Davidson. We love working with this team. To find out more about how to create a podcast for you and your business, check them out at rainbowcreative.co. Thank you so much for listening. We love making these for you. And remember, dare to go beyond high performance.